Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Welcome along. It's the Monday morning episode. But you get it on Sunday evening this time. If you're IFS. Um, having said that, there's a lot going on this evening, this Sunday evening, that I, I don't think personally I would have the time to listen to Top Flight Time Machine. There's some scintillating darts on this evening from mm. Trier in Germany, Sam. Right. Part of the European Tour. What channel is that on? Semi-finals. That's on Via Player uh, 2. Is that free? On, uh, in the, I'm not sure. I've, I've got it. I think it's free. Right. It might be one of them I started paying for and they didn't realise and right. didn't know how to stop. Because they keep changing their names, don't they? It used to be like Premier Sports. Yeah, that's probably why they do it. <laughs> yeah. To throw you off the scent. That's what we should do. Keep changing, keep changing the, name the name of, of this podcast. podcast, yeah. Yeah. Let's put false moustaches on or something like that <laughs> now and again. And our fezzes. Um, the dart is on. I've got the highlights of the Tour de France to watch. Um, yeah. What else is on? I'm sure there's something else I was going to watch, but I don't, I don't know. Oh, so yeah. I thought you I'd watch. Have you watched this, this um, Tour de France documentary that everyone seems to be going on about? I've watched the first episode. Yeah. And I quite like it. Right. But it's it's got one of those things in it which always, always bugs me mm. in documentaries, which is this footage of a race. Yeah. And the commentary has clearly been dubbed on afterwards oh. by someone who wasn't there or wasn't watching it oh, at the time. Oh, no. Uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, You've seen but why? That in why, that, why, do, why, they do, why do they do they, that? Why can't they use the original commentary? Because they're trying to build drama that didn't seem didn't seem apparent at the at that time. Yeah, I guess so. But, well, they can get um, it right. As, as, as Jeremy Vine says, why? 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 Um, but yeah. Um, okay, I'm watching Giants of Tennis. That's good. That's a very good series. I'm only yeah. on episode one, but yeah, I find really. that it's um, it creates a nice sort of balance to Once Upon a Time in Northern Ireland, which you also recommended, which is a great show. But sometimes, mm. I mean, it's tough going because let's be honest, the troubles, it's heavy. the troubles weren't called the troubles for nothing. No, you no, know, exactly. They were, they were, if it, they were trouble in. They were, and it's troubling to watch back. And if you is it's not bingeable because if you do two, if you attempt two episodes of Once Upon a Time in Northern Ireland in one night, it can mm. it can have a bad effect on you. So it's quite nice to switch between that and Giants of Tennis, which is the same era, almost exactly as the meat yeah. of the troubles, right? Yeah. So it starts late sixties, yeah. And, you know, when Billie Jean King's first coming through, 
And then, I, I mean, I, I don't know if you've watched the whole series, but I think it stretches. I don't know if they end the Giants of Tennis on, they choose the Good Friday Agreement in uh, 1997 <laughs> as their end point, as like the, no, go- the golden era of tennis almost mirrored exactly the worst yeah. troubles in Northern Ireland. That's something to think about there. No, mm. it, it ends uh, with Martina Navratilova's uh, attempt to win Wimbledon for the ninth time. Right. In 1990, I think it is. Oh, right. So, yeah, the troubles so, were still uh, still going great strong. series. Still Good. going I strong. The thing about the, I watched the thing about the Bay City Rollers last night. Oh, yeah. Uh, which Nicky Campbell, who mm. is... The, well, the thinking man's Jeremy Vine, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah. <laughs> Could call him I've that. never really thought about it like that, but yeah, fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're looking at it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Nicky Campbell tracked down former members because there's a dark, dark story behind the Bay City Rollers, basically abuse by their manager. Mm. Um, what, bullied? Big guy. Bullied, sexual abuse. Oh, fucking um, hell. All, all sorts going on. He was, he was a guy called Tam Payton. Uh, who was uh, they were based in Edinburgh and then when um, when the Bay City Rollers eventually fizzled out in about 1979 he just decided to become a uh, Edinburgh drug lord oh you know a career switch like you do yeah well he probably but, had a um, bit of capital didn't he and uh, yeah, you, you gotta think so. wisely about what to do with that where's um, the future if he saw that and he would have been right as well the future after the Bay City Rollers demise in nineteen eighties, yeah. the future there was a lot of there was a lot of money to be made out of the drug game That's up there, wasn't it? Train spotting, mm. yeah, absolutely. Which I've I've just read as train spotting has been turned into a musical. Oh fuck! A lot of that. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I don't know. You know, I'll, I'll, I might not go and see it, but I'll judge it on judge it on its merits as and when it comes along. Irvin Welsh is involved in it, of course. Oh, is he? Well, in that case, it's probably uh, been been kept uh, you know the heart of it still intact and there's also ITV drama Crime based on Irvin Welsh's Another book Irvin Welsh thing yeah which um, I haven't seen but I thought that's quite interesting ITV doing something like that so I'll have a look at that probably I, I've managed to in the, I'm doing um, an event at the Barnes Book Festival in September right which is organised by my good friends at the Barnes Bookshop, who have become my friends. Oh right, okay. Since yeah. I, you know, since they started doing the logistics, assigned copies of Sort Your Head Out, and uh, of course the Cunter community are also extremely well known to the lovely ladies who run the Barnes Bookshop because yeah. for a period back in February March, they were every day receiving calls saying things like. Can you get him to write? Hello, is that the Barnes Bookshop? Yeah. Are you doing signed copies of Sunday's book? Yeah. Okay, my name's whatever. Can you please write, keep it cunty, right? And they go, oh, yes, very well. Keep it cunty. That's C-U-N-T-Y. Fine. And they were good as gold about it. The best one yeah. said something like, spunk, coal, and fuck the Tories, right? Which I never okay. quite understood what it meant, but it was probably my favourite one to write. There was a few yeah. about fingering whatnot. Anyway, because the, the sales went well, there, they said, will you do an event at the Barnes Book Festival? Obviously, Brandreth's going to be there. Not sure about Lineker. I said, keep me away from Brandreth in the schedule, and it's a done deal. I'll be there. Mm. It's not one of the big ones. It's not hey on why, right? But 
it seems to be getting a little bit bigger every year. They said, can you get someone to interview you on stage about the book? I fucking, I've enticed Irving Welsh to come down and do it, mate. Irving well, Welsh one. is coming to Barnes. I never thought I'd see the day. I don't know what he'll make of it. But he said he'd come and interview me at the Barnes Book Festival. So keep an eye out for that, Cunters, because there'll be tickets on sale soon. Is he coming all the way from Scotland? No, I don't know. I've, I think he seems to be like a man. If you follow his uh, social media, which I do, he seems to just live internationally. Like, he is a man, yeah. literally, of the world. He's like the littlest hobo. But, like, he's, yeah. like, always somewhere, like, quite wonderful. Different place every every day. Like, I've noticed this weekend he's in Italy. He does a lot of DJing. I think he's quite a well-paid DJ from what I can establish. Like, people pay a lot of money for him to turn up and DJ at their parties. So he That's does, something we could get into. He does a bit of that. He does, obviously, book festivals. And I don't know, to be honest, I don't know how he fits it all in. Because now he's written this TV show as well. It's mad, isn't it? Yeah, so no, I'm particularly touched. I've convinced him to come along and and come to this thing in Barnes. Um, I can only hope that gives me a better chance of some sort of in with Lineker. Might do. You don't. You just don't know. Well, Lineker might be around because, of course, summer will be over by then, and he'll have finished his hibernation period. Yes, uh, he'll that's have right. re-emerged into the community because he buries himself in the woods. He literally he buries himself. Yeah. He dig well. Obviously, he gets people to help him dig. I think he gets people to come over with a JCB, like some tradesmen, contractors. But then he like builds like a warren for himself, and he just yeah. goes right down deep, ten, twelve feet in the woods here in Barnes, and he just sleeps, preserves energy, and sleeps for the whole whole of the summer. Fattens himself up first, of yeah, course. Of course, he, he has does to it on nuts and. And berries and whatnot. What's, uh, what's it? Mm. Mm. Um, yeah. And then yeah, just just lives off the fat for three months. Um, Quite a life. Talking of events, I went this weekend to the a live rendition of our friend Chris Shaw's "I Am the Egg Pod." Oh, you went to that? Which you've oh, been a I'm guest so jealous. on. You've been a guest on, and I've been a guest yeah. on, and so I thought I'll go along. And um, it was in Holland Park, not far from Branson's Rig, right? That's Branson's yeah. neck of the woods. Branson was a no-show. Disappointed about that. Um, I went with my uncle, who's a massive Beatles fan, because I thought, you know, like, this is this is has to be for very big Beatles fans, you know, because it's like, do you remember when I went to the Glyn Johns thing and there was a lot of kind yeah. of Beatles anoraks there asking quite anoraky questions? So I thought, and of course, Glyn Johns Including gave Brian them, Cox. Yeah, Glyn Johns gave them all the short shrift, didn't he? He weren't, he weren't <laughs> buying it. He weren't interested, right? <laughs> um, what, what instruments did they use? Guitars and drums. Next question. <laughs> Maybe a tambourine. I can't remember. Uh, but this this was it was a really good event at a great venue. Really enjoyed myself, and all I would say is I won't give away. There was some funny anecdotes, Beatles related mm. anecdotes that would sit well on this podcast. But I feel as if we should point people towards the I am the egg pop because unlike our live shows, he's actually recorded it, and I think he'll be putting it out as an episode. Oh, that's good. So, and it was like um, Samira Ahmed. Uh, and uh, David Quantic and Stuart McConey. And then, that was part one, and they were, you know, expressing opinions and telling amusing stories. Mm. 
And then part two was this guy, you'll know his name, he's like the number one Beatles sort oh, of historian. Mark, Mark, Mark Lewis and the big him, dog. Him, the big dog, yeah. yeah. So he was yeah. there. And do you know what he managed to do? It was the 1st of July yesterday. So right. Chris Shaw asked him to just talk him us through the whole decade, I think from 1960 through to 1969, and tell us exactly what the Beatles were doing on that day in every year oh, nice. of the 60s. Yeah. Fucking and he did it without notes, Andy. <laughs> it was. Of course he did. That's why they call him the big dog. Oh, it was amazing. <laughs> I, I, was, I mean, I'll be honest, there were <clears> part I was thinking, but I nearly shouted, bollocks! There's no way you could remember that level of detail. But he did. Um, so it was great. But I won't give away any of the details because that would be unfair on the pod, which is great. If you're a Beatles fan, you should definitely listen to it. It's great. And... Um, but afterwards, there was so the the two off off pod things that happened on the day that I was that, that entertained me were one was afterwards I met a guy in the pub and uh, who'd been there and we were chatting. He was a really nice guy and I said um, something about Elton John at Glastonbury and this mm. guy was like and uh, oh and also John Bradley out of Game of Thrones was there right really? you know another friend of the pod and he was standing with me and we started talking about Elton John and this guy who had sort of bumped into him and met with he started correcting us a lot about the things we were saying about Elton John you know obviously I'm saying <laughs> you can imagine the sort of crap I was coming out with mate like all yeah. sorts of shit just trying you know just stuff just yeah. noise coming out of my mouth in a pub after yeah. an exciting f- event. F- first draft kind of stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, there. They got helicopter out, didn't they, from Glastonbury. It took him 20 minutes. Right? And the geezer's going, no, that's not that's not right. And then John Bradley tells a story as well. I can't remember what it was. Something to do with some some amusing anto. And he's, like, gone. And the guy kept correcting us. And I was thinking, how's this geezer? Why does he keep correcting us? Why does he know so much about Alton John? So in the end, I had to say, didn't I? Mate, it was a nice guy. I didn't want to be confrontational, but I said, mate, how come you know so much about it? And he goes, well, I'm from the same town as Elton, aren't I? And I went, right. What, Bushy? And he went, and he looked like, why? And he went, how did you know that? And I went, well, it's not a secret, Elton Johnson Bushy. I've read his book. I mean, it's not like, he went, that's amazing. I said, no, it's not. Elton John, right? You know, Jesus. and he went. That's where I'm from, and I went. Oh, all right, yeah. Well, what? And that's how you know everything about Elton John. Like, I'm from London. I don't know anything. I don't know anything that Joe Strummer ever did. Do you know what I mean? So, has he? Has he? Has he taken that 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 fact that he's from Bushy and Elton John is, and he's just used that as a springboard yeah, to just become an authority yeah. on Elton John yeah he kept correcting us but the bloke he was a really good bloke he was a laugh and he took it as a joke and then I just engaged him in conversation about it he was impressed by my knowledge of Bushy because then I said yeah once of course, you got that uh, you broke down the boundaries I said you yeah. know George Michael and uh, Andrew Ritchie were from there as well I said so what is it about this all due respect quite small Hertfordshire town if you can even call it a town it's a satellite village of Watford right uh, I said, what is it about this humdrum, pl- like, suburb that has produced two of the greatest greatest British songwriters of all time, right? 
and then he's um he had a relative with him who'd been to the same school as George and Andrew, which I didn't know at the time, and she went to me. And and I thought, yeah, I'm sure there was another one, a third one. She's about to tell me who it is. I'm sure there's someone else from around there. She went, and Shirley. <laughs> and I went, what? She went, Shirley went to Shirley went to our school as well. And I was like, oh, okay, well, there you go. There's another one for the list. So they met. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. nice. Um, but they were lovely people. I think they might have actually been relatives of Chris, who does the who does the pop. But they were really nice, and I uh, had a right good bushy chat. Um, and I just thought maybe one day we should deep dive bushy. Um, the other good thing well, that happened we... off off air was that I went with my uncle Simon, who's the youngest of my my. You know, I've got my dad's got seven siblings, and he, he's the youngest. I've always been closest to him, and I knew he was a big Beatles fan, so it was a chance to you know spend spend some time together and see him in a while so it's really great and in the course of the conversation he's about 15 mm. years older than me so in the course of the conversation obviously um i got round to talking to him about what arrangements he would like to be made in the event of his death of course you did yeah i had to he's my uncle he's only in his early 60s but i i wanted to know and he was only too happy house in order he thought it yeah. through a lot I knew he would have done exactly like that. He's organised like you. Like you've got, you've got meticulous plans for your death. I know almost all of them myself. I know your, ki- I know your kids are, you know, been made fully aware of them. And he's like you in that way. But you get on. Well, I've you, got, you both I've got, love the Beatles, and you both have big plans for your funerals. Yeah, I've got a holiday coming up with my parents. I'm taking them abroad. Yeah. to Spain for ten days, and I'm going to sit them down. And I'm going to go through their funeral plans. Right. How, do, well, the how will they be about that? Because, like, you... I'm not sure. I, don't, I haven't told them yet. You're a man that I know I can talk to about his own death quite comfortably. In fact, yeah. it's an enjoyable experience for both of us. And my uncle Simon's the same. And my mum, she loves to talk about it, right? Yeah. <laughs> she loves to talk about her funeral. She's got... She's always... She spends half her time planning it, right? Um, but not everyone be like it. Like, I wouldn't bring out with my dad... Because uh, I don't know how... Not he, your dad. Not no. my old God, can you imagine? Jalapeño. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Jalapeño. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Jalapeño. I told you about the time where one of his oldest mates died. I've told you this one. One of his oldest yes, mates, his, his business partner of many years, right, died. And he hadn't seen the bloke for about five years before he died. But back in the day, they, they had a business together, right? And I go, oh, God, it's sad, isn't it? And my dad was refusing to show. It wasn't that he was happy about it, but he didn't want to show much vulnerability about it either. He just went, yes, yes, I suppose it is. And I said, well, you were pretty close to it. You went, well, it... Once upon a time, but not in recent years. And then my brother went, you will go to the funeral though, won't you, Dad? And he went, yes, if he has one. <laughs> and it was then that I realised that my dad believed that funerals were uh, affectation. Optional. And I think yeah. he thought they were a bit pretentious and like yeah. e- egotistical. Do you know what I mean? Like fucking funerals. Yeah. I think we're a bit past that, aren't we? <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? it's a bit showy, isn't it? You know, yeah, why can't you have a pauper's funeral yeah, like everyone exactly. else? Although I, I'm sure I read something in the paper that there's a new environmentally friendly uh, funeral thing where they boil you. They boil your body in a bag. All right, okay. Boiling the bag. Like a bit of yeah, and apparently that's more environmentally friendly. So I'm going to look into that for my own one. Well, what uh, happens after they after you've been boiled? Then you, you just I think you turn to. Um, well, like, what happens when you overboil anything? It dries and it evaporates and you maybe disappear. But, oh, like, okay. va- you become vapour. Oh, so it's like the like the um, the burning, but different. I guess, yeah, I guess. But, like, less less um, destructive to the Earth's atmosphere. Less carbon dioxide output. I'll, I'll look well, into it. Right. I feel like I haven't done the research. Um, so if, there's a va- if, the, if you become a vapour, then technically we could be breathing in dead people in our lungs yeah it's no problem though through the vapour um, let me just quickly not sure that catch on boil in the bag funeral I just saw it in a paper today it might have been in the on a on the Guardian website here we go funerals like would take place been, yeah. as normal with the body in a mm. coffin but for the right. water cremation <laughs> it would mm-hmm. be wrapped in a woolen shroud and placed in a bio pouch made from cornstarch this would then be placed in a sealed chamber with a 95% water and the remainder potassium hydroxide and heated to about 160 degrees centigrade hot yeah I mean that's the explanation here we go I'll read you the opening thing oh they've got a picture of an amazing machine that does it it looks really great. For an, for anyone uneasy at the thought of their body being consumed by flames or interred in an insect teeming grave, uh, new funeral choice is about to become available. Water cremation. The process of dissolving a body in a bag, 160 degrees water treated with an alkali, will become available in the UK from this week. The first new legal method of disposing cadavers since the Cremation Act of 1902. Write that down. Possible deep dive. The Cremation Act of 1902. Yes. Sounds good. We've never done an Act of Parliament, but that sounds as good no. as any, doesn't it? It has been described yeah, as a boil in the bag 
funeral. The practice is legal in most of American states, Canada and South Africa. Where it was chosen, you're not going to guess who fucking used it. I'll give you one guess. It was someone in South Africa and they died it within the last two years. Um... Archbishop Tutu. Correct. You've got it in one. The boil in the bad funeral was chosen for Archbishop <laughs> Desmond Tutu, who died last year. <laughs> another of course, he was a pioneer, another wasn't Dawson he? classic bit of mind reading. It is also legal in the UK, yeah. but has only been used in limited it's trials. It's also been used only in limited trials aimed at testing if the resulting solution was safe to release into, into the, the drainage, drainage system. system. There you yeah, go. So I'm, it's I'm, a bit I'm, like. Yeah, I guess it's a bit like. I was like, looking at the page all alongside. Oh, right. Oh, okay. Right, so I, I, um, it's a bit like that in Breaking Bad when they dissolve that body in the bath. Mm, Remember that? I bit? never got that far into Breaking Bad. Oh, I don't okay. Know. Well, anyway, that's that's the deal. Uh, the reason I um, brought up you also going back to it, my uncle Simon, I said, look, tell me. You know, he's got a wife and three kids, but I said, look, tell me anyway, just in case, because I'd like to help. Even if your wife and kids are still here, it's nice to be able to help. I go, listen, uh. Simon did tell me um, what his plans were. I'll do a solemn. Right. I'll do a solemn and respectful voice. So, uh, if, are you going to share them? If you need any, no, I won't tell you the whole thing. But because we're talking about Beatles, he had one Beatles song for the way in for for everyone in as they walk into the right. chapel or whatever it is. Right, he had a Beatles song that he'd chosen. But fucking hell, mate! As the as the coffin goes down, I think he wants a cremation. So as it goes down into the fiery pit, right? Do you know what song he once played? He's found, I think it's on YouTube, a German version of Mr. Bombastic. <laughs> <laughs> and I just thought, that is fucking class, isn't it? <laughs> Not just Mr. Bombastic. the Beatles connection with that? There is no. He's got a Beatles. They said I want. He, he basically wants all my loving as everyone walks in to the church. Right, right. right. That's the song that and greets then, everyone. Then whoever gets up and makes speech, hopefully me, hopefully me, but I don't know. And um, and whoever else, lesser speakers than me, his favourite nephew. And then they then they go right. It's time now. What do they say? Time now. For the coffin to go into the fire. Please stand. And it'll be like, they call me Mr. Bombastic. Fantastic. But, but, but it's in German. Bro, brilliant. It's good, isn't it? It'll take some beating. Anyone, anyone can go along to a funeral, can't you? You can just turn up. I think so, yeah. Sort of stand at the back. Mm. I'll, I'll come along to that. And if you let me know when it happens. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll invite you if that. I get a plus one. I mean, it depends if my missus wants That's to come. She, she quite likes you. him, but... I'll uh, I'll say look if there is any extra room, um, my mate Andy would love to come. It it would mean a yeah. lot, you know. And he, I'm sure they'll be fine heard, about he's it. He's heard what's going to happen. He thinks it'll be funny. He heard, so it, it sounds like a good laugh. Be all right. I think it is going to be a good laugh. So let's get down there. Good. I was going to say earlier we were talking about Wham. I think the Wham documentary uh, mm. appears on Netflix this week, so Wonderful. that could be a big part of Friday's episode. Yeah, let's so just if you're dive not in. Into Wham then uh, you might not want to listen to that one. But, uh, you know, like, um, obviously, I Am The Egg Pod is, is really great. We've both been on it. It's wonderful. And, and each guest is an enthusiast about the Beatles. And you have to, you, your jumping off point is you have to pick a an album. 
either a Beatles mm. album or one of the Beatles solo records and that's that's a jumping off point really isn't it I mean yeah, you don't have to stick to it I don't know what one you did when you go on I, can't, I did listen to your episode well, but I can't remember now I, I was I was only a part of an episode it was part of the Paul oh, McCartney 80th birthday thing so I've, yeah. I've been asked to do a full episode and I've got something in mind that I want to do but I need to get back to Chris about it well it would be slightly I mean for me I'm less of an aficionado with all like certainly the I mean, you know, I've got all the Beatles albums, but on one format or another. But when it gets to solo stuff, you'd know all of them. I didn't really know. I mean, you know, I knew Double Fantasy. I knew the famous Paul McCartney ones, but I didn't own them. But in the end, I did that one that I've told you about that I bought in the Soviet Union when I went on my school trip and then tried to sell what I got back. But I couldn't really speak that well about the record. I just could tell the story about my school trip to Russia, right? But anyway, I was thinking, can't you know, there are other bands that you could do this about. Like, why can't we do a Wham one where every week I know Wham only had a few records, they weren't like the Beatles. Yeah, they had two albums. They had two albums and the best of. Then you've got Careless Whisper, some reissues, (laughs) you've got uh, George's you've got George's solos, and then I'm pretty sure Andrew Ritchie had a solo album called something like Flame. Or something like that, didn't he? Or did Andrew Ritchie's solo album was called Son of Albert. Oh, there you go. And it was... Uh, was it any good? Was there anything it was good on it? pretty, pretty bad. Oh. Pretty bad. So George didn't yeah, write anything for him. George didn't write anything for him on that album. Nah. Okay. I think George was on it. I think George sang back and forth was on it. Okay. And even George's, George's presence on there didn't... Okay. Project, propel well, it up the charts. We'll, we'll oh. get that. Well, let's do a six-episode six Wham! podcast... And All right. and then you know, and then we'll run out, and the last guest will probably have to do Son of Albert because well, we all the others will we, be we gone. We did fucking five weeks on last Christmas video, and we did so a, sure we and we did a, and we did Careless Whisper and the Careless Whisper video. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we've already done most of it then. No, but then we could get guests. Oh, we get guests on. Oh yeah, I do that for what, like a, a leading Wham it's fan. Too- too much admin. Yeah, there's a lot of admin. Wham, wham, min. What I was going to say though, <laughs> um, I've had, I've had a skip this weekend. I've progressed over oh, the last mate, couple of I weeks. I saw from... your video. It was fucking. I mean, it was almost sexual. The chainsaw. I'm sure, I'm sure if I was a hom- homosexual or a lady, yeah, that's what I, I call them. I would have. I'm sure if any homosexuals ladies watching that, they would have got triggered because it was it was spectacular. Yeah. You only can only see it if you're AFS Turbo, turbo right? You can only see it if you're AFS yeah. Turbo. Well, I've seen it, yeah. and it's fucking worth the subscription just for that alone. Um, well, the next step was to get a skip. I've had, I got a skip on Saturday morning. It was Skipmas Day, as I like to call yeah. it. And I was all excited on Skipmas Eve. Yes. I went to bed could as early sleep? as I could. Not really, but I had to be up <laughs> early because he was going to come any time after 7.30. Yeah. Was so your was nose pressed like against Christmas the window Day. from 7.30 on? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I didn't even hear him drop it on the drive. And I just looked out the window and was there and I just shouted, He's been! He's been! <laughs> he, didn't play any, he didn't play bells or anything in the distance that he knew he was approaching. Well, I, no, there was nothing like that, but I did put down um, a glass of milk and a couple of cookies. That's nice. And a that, carrot for his reindeer. That's nice that for dropped him, yeah. it off and that had all gone. So that was good. What's that? Um, it's and- a carrot for my skip man. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let your dog sniff it. That's for my skip man. <laughs> and we, me, me dad helped us, and we 
filled this fucking skip with so much stuff out of my garden, like trees that have been cut down, bushes that have been cut back, yeah, patches of weeds, so much stuff that have been overgrown mm. that we've cut down and cut back and then put into this skip. But the best bit is... I get to get in the skip regularly and stamp it all down. Stamp, 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 stamp. Does your dad lift you into it? <laughs> no, I used the step ladder. Did you? To get over the side. That must be he, a lot of fun, but also it in. must really uh, create more bang for your buck. Because, um, yeah. I mean, my only obviously, I don't have that. We did get a skip when we were kids, but I don't, I was too young to get that involved in it. But, um, like I love that thing. I've done it this evening actually. When the bin, your bit, your normal bin feels like it's too full, but you've got something yeah. that needs to go in, and you're like, mm. oh, not really sure I can. And then if you just push it down, sometimes you get half the bin space back, don't you? You do, yeah. And yeah. it feels fucking great because you're like, one minute you're like, oh, God, I've got to change the bin, and next minute you're like, that bin's gonna, that's gonna keep going for another twenty four hours minimum. Easy. And well, so yeah, that you're it, using it, the same system with a skip. You must create all sorts being, of space. Being in being inside a skip, I can think of no finer feeling. Yeah. I I have not felt more alive in years than I did when I was inside that skip, stamping down all of the grass cuttings did, and the bits of leaves. Did you lie down in it at branches. any point like you would in a ball what? pit? Did you lie down like in a ball pit? I didn't lie down, but I did, when it got quite high up, I did adopt the, a trampoline style of just jumping up and down oh, on it. wonderful. Because it was so springy. Wonderful. Oh, man, it was, was so good. Was your dad good. going, hey, careful, just don't play sig- silly don't buggers in out. there. You break your ankle. No, he was saying nothing. I think he was jealous. I was going to say, it wasn't, I, it wasn't I skip. Bet your dad would have played it low key, probably, because that's what dads do. But I reckon half the reason he was round there was because he was just fucking triggered by the skip. Of course he was. Yeah. Of course he was. He was. Sort of, I bet he played it a bit sort of deadpan. Like, yeah, I'll come around and give you a hand. But really he's thinking, fucking hell. Oh, this, yeah, this, he wanted a to be skip. Yeah, this is like the best fun I've had since retirement. That's what he was thinking. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's 79, so he doesn't do a lot of hard manual labour anymore, but he was bang up for this job. Yeah, of course he was. Yeah, so, um, people get, I tell you, I tell if you, word gets round of a skip, fucking suddenly you start getting calls from cunts you haven't heard from in years. Do you know what I mean? Some fucker yeah, you went look. to school yeah. with, to, and it gets yeah. round. They're talking about it in a pub on Friday night. You know, Andy Dawson. Yeah, he's got, apparently work, the, the, apparently there's a rumor going around. He's got a skip this weekend, and then suddenly you get noise. Says, "Hi, Andy. Long time no see. Heard you got a skip this mm. weekend. Give us a shout if you need a hand." Yeah, fucking yeah. thought so, you snide cunt. You're all crawling out of the woodwork now, aren't you? Now you know I've got a skip. Yeah. Had my phone turned off. But Good. Do you know? Do you know how much um, garden waste you can fit into a skip by using that stamping system? I'll yeah. tell you. Gone. Infinite. Infinite garden waste. It just keeps going down and down and down. But you know, it's like, like crushing, treading grapes. Do, do you, in a vineyard. Do you cut off a branch and then do you continue to cut it more into smaller pieces? Yes. Yeah. Because yes. if not, it won't. You won't be able to fit as many in the skip. The thick, the thick branches were put to one side. We're going into yeah. logistics now. Yeah. Thick branches, stroke trunk, were put in to one side, and soft branches with leaves went into the skip and were then stamped down. And then the thicker branches then went on top. They were quite stampable as well. And then you've got like really thick bits of like trunk that went on top. Gorgeous. Uh, did you it take any photos really of it? 
I've got some photographs here. Oh. I'll stick them on the AFS. Yeah, yeah, stick them up. I want to see what it looked like once full. And then tell me Sorry. about, I mean, we haven't got loads of time, but can you just quick tell me about when he came to collect it? Has he been Still yet? Still here. He hasn't been yet. When's he coming? He hasn't been yet. Is he coming Not tomorrow? Not sure yet. I've got, I've got over seven days. You just have it for as long as you oh, want. Oh, but you, have you got it's any not- more space in it? Well, there's some more to be done, yeah. That's what I was going to say. I'm not available to do any recording tomorrow morning because I'm going to have another session with another my dad. Another skip session. Fair enough, In the mate. garden. We're going to see how, more, how much more we can cram into it. Oh. <laughs> you could get the chainsaw. So, you could get in to the skip and then you could get your dad to pass you the chainsaw and, and you could chainsaw yeah. within the skip, which would create Fucking more hell. space. That's, that's sexy like to, a white snake video something to in the think 1980s. About. Yeah. Isn't yeah. It? Wear a vest while you're doing Fuck. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I might do that. So, yeah, there's, there's more to be crammed into it. Uh, yeah. More information to come. That's well, about mate, it, you think? I'm happy for you. That sounds like a fantastic weekend well spent. So, congratulations. Can't wait for the pictures. Well, it's my birthday month, so I thought, what, what better way to Best start? Best way to start it. Yeah, absolutely, mate. You celebrate you your live, birthday for an entire month. You are living your you? best life. I feel more, as though I'm very much am. More power to your elbow. Yeah, uh, my elbow's quite sorted there, as is my side. I pulled a muscle and it hurts when I breathe. But it, that's a, that, but, um, that kind of pain right. is satisfying pain because it's the result of good, honest, hard manual labour. Toil. Yeah, toil. Yeah, man toil. Toil pain. Just got a bit of toil <laughs> pain, kids, so uh, I'm going to have to put my feet up for a little bit. <laughs> All right, then, that's it. We'll be back throughout the week. Uh, what are we, We're doing logistics, we're doing pigs... And of course we're doing Melchester. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so join in if you want. And there might be a um, deep dive uh, soon on the Cremation Act of 1902. So if you're thinking of upgrading um, to Patreon, then now might be the time if you don't want to miss out on that. We're going to do some standalone episodes just based on a certain subject where we just begin with the subject and see where it goes. Yeah. uh, At the end of this month. Um, keep your subject suggestions coming in we've had some good ones actually some very good ones yeah yeah we have Uh, alright then thanks very much for listening and goodbye goodbye deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market